So, this happened to me around four months ago. For some background, me and my fiancé went to Colorado for an anniversary getaway, where I popped the question and asked her to marry me. We're from Kentucky, so it was going to be a 16-17 to hour car ride. We get there, and it was beautiful. And great, and we got engaged and had a good time. So, come the day that we leave, we get on the road around 12 and drove through the night. We're about two and a half hours away from home in the back roads of Indiana. The GPS took us some questionable ways, and I'm driving the last leg of the trip while my fiancé slept a little. It's about 4 to 5 a.m. at this point, and the sun was just starting to show over the horizon. As I drove down a narrow, curvy road, I start to notice a car that has been following me for a nice while, and I got just a tad weary, as I didn't have my firearm on me, and we were in Hickville. I thought I was just being paranoid and tried to ignore the car. So, I see an extra curvy road is coming up, and the next thing I know, the car that was behind me gets right up on my bumper and flicks the brights on. Not but 30 seconds later, after coming around the curve, I see four sets of tires sitting on the road, kind of like a roadblock. I had no time to stop, and I didn't plan on it. I ran over the tires and felt a pretty heavy smack and bump, and right as I turn the next corner, I try to speed up and get away from the car that's still on my ass. I glance over and see about five to seven people crouching on the side of the road in some bushes. The sun was behind them and kind of lit them up. At this point, I know I'm in some type of danger and floor it. I start doing almost 100 miles per hour on this curvy back road. Seeing that I didn't stop and my tires didn't go flat, the car behind me slowed and eventually went out of sight. My fiancé slept through this whole thing, and when we went to the next gas station to fill up, I saw in all about five to six nails in all four of my tires, and a nice chunk of rubber missing. At this point, my fiancé was awake, and the last thing I wanted to do was ruin her engagement trip by telling her what happened, so I never did. I took the car back to the rental office and went on my way. I'm super thankful the car that I rented just had four brand new tires put on before we left because it was a cross-country trip. I still get chills thinking about what would have happened if my tires had gone flat that day. So... This isn't the typical creepy encounter. Maybe it is, but it's more terrifying than anything. This happened last night, and for context, I am very, very pregnant, and also happen to have severe anxiety, manic bipolar disorder, and severe panic attacks. So, setting me off isn't hard, but now that I'm pregnant, the attacks are much, much worse. All of my mental illnesses are diagnosed by multiple doctors, by the way, 
No self-diagnosis, I swear. Uh, Last night, at around four in the morning, my boyfriend and I hear someone pound on my window, which jolts us awake. I threw the curtain open to see who the hell it was, because even though I'm pregnant, I'll still beat your head off for scaring me and interrupting my sleep. Pregnant women and their partners know how hard it is for us to actually sleep. Well, I see that it's someone I used to be friends with who, unfortunately, went down the wrong path. In essence, drugs and violent outbursts. Suffice to say, I'm genuinely terrified of him now. I see who it is, and I just scream that it's him, which completely wakes my boyfriend up who then sees that I'm absolutely terrified and trying to get as far away from the window as possible. I stared at it for a second and just ran out of the room to go tell my dad. I am an adult, but with COVID and being pregnant, we currently live with my parents. It's just easier. Well, my dad jumps up, pissed as hell, and grabs his cane. He rips the door open and starts screaming at this kid who was hiding on the side of our front door. And my boyfriend has come out to make sure if anything happens, he's there to help. But this kid jumps out and spews excuses that he just wanted a cigarette, and that he just got out of jail. My dad pretty much told him to get screwed and leave. He did, but I know him and he will be back. This is the third time in the last year that he's shown up unannounced, and he knows I'm scared of him. He gave me this smile when I screamed that it was him at the window. This scary, uneasy smile. He's pulled a knife on my best friend's coworker, become affiliated with a bad group, and just overall become a creep. I genuinely don't know what to think, He sent me into such an anxiety attack. I had tremors, and I haven't had those in forever. My boyfriend thought maybe I was cold so I was shaking so much. I've never, ever been so genuinely scared of someone or a situation like this. For some background, my city gets huge numbers of university students who come from other provinces, mainly Ontario, and they live in frat houses all around the universities. My dad was a professor, so we lived near them all. The students would go back in the summers, but usually couldn't sublet their rooms, so many of the frat houses were empty over the summer, with the exception of a few students who stayed for the summer or managed to sublet their rooms. I'm from Nova Scotia, and in the summers, rickshaw drivers run around the city offering rides to people. One night, when I was about 19, my friends and I were leaving a club at like 3 in the morning. We were really drunk, and had a long way to go. We started chatting to a rickshaw driver outside of McDonald's, where all the drunk people gathered. Turns out... He lived like five minutes from my house. He offered me and my two friends a ride, and we said sure. The way home was basically one really long street called Spring Garden Road. 
it intersects with other major streets that thread throughout the city. He dropped my first friend off at one intersection, and then my second friend maybe ten minutes later at another intersection. We were all chatting the whole time, but when my friends left, a strange, awkward heaviness settled in the air, and there was no more talking. It was weird. He pulled into the gravel driveway of a huge frat house, and I got out. He stopped in front of me, and casually said, You want to come inside and have sex? He had blonde hair that fell into his eyes. I couldn't speak. I just shook my head and walked backwards out to the sidewalk. I turned around and started walking, and when I looked back, he had moved to the end of the driveway, with his hands in the pocket of his shorts, and watching me. My heart was literally thudding in my ears, and adrenaline was spiking all over me. I ran home convinced that I'd feel his hands grabbing me the whole way. The next week, my mom called me at my friend's house to tell me to make sure that I got a ride home that night and didn't walk. When I asked why, she said apparently a girl had been raped at a frat house up the road, and she tried to escape, but was dragged back inside. She was found outside on the street, badly beaten up, and had been apparently curbed. I don't know if there's any connection between the events, but I don't think I've ever felt that kind of visceral fear before or since. This isn't your typical creep encounter, as those we encountered weren't creepy, but the events surrounding the situation were. This happened when I was about 13 or 14. I was spending the night at my friend's house, we'll call her B, and two other friends. Now, first, let me explain the layout. I'm not sure how the CDC is laid out in other states, but in Georgia, it has a big field in front of the building. Along the sides of that field is a fence, and directly inside the fence is another fence that lines the inside. So, there's basically like a fenced-in walking path inside that field. Well, my friend B's backyard shared a fence with the CDC. Like, if you were dumb enough to jump her fence, you would then be on the CDC's property, in said walking path. Now, the sleepover holds zero meaning. Normal teen girl BS filled with watching hard candy, smoking until we felt like puking, and gossiping. We went to bed late and were beyond annoyed when we were woken at 8am to pounding on the front door. But that annoyance turned to fear, as B's mother rushed us out the door before we could even change our pajamas. We were then driven to a park down the street, where B's mom finally told us what had happened. Apparently, the CDC was evacuating the area. They had received a suspicious package with no explanation. 
We spent about two hours wondering if we were exposed to some crazy stuff. We wondered if we were all about to get blown the hell up. I had so many scenarios going through my hypochondriac brain. Just what the hell could it be? After a couple hours, we finally found out what was in the package. It was a dead turtle. Someone left a dead turtle in a box in front of the CDC. I still wonder to this day why a dead turtle was enough to evacuate an area, but man, I gotta tell you, we were shook. I never spent the night at her house again, as it solidified all my prior fears about being so close to that place. I'd look out her window and see goats in the CDC field, and wonder if there were mosquitoes biting them and then biting me and giving me some crazy virus crap? I don't know. I know that sounds stupid, but being evacuated like that by them was all I needed to be like, screw that house. I was about to go home, and it was still clear, since we're hours away from 6pm. I intended to go home this early, and it's not because our house is far, I just didn't want to walk home once it got dark. Besides, there's this narrow and dark path. It was narrow because it's between two buildings facing away from each other that I had to take to reach my house. When it gets dark, I wouldn't be able to see things. This wasn't the first time that I went to a classmate's house without a guardian with me, so I didn't really expect weird things to take place. This time, I saw a man in a black van driving towards me. I knew it was a man because I could see him clearly on the car's windshield. At first, it wasn't alarming to me because I thought he was only going to ask for directions. But... He didn't. I was a bit relieved when he drove past me. Until I saw him literally by my side. He's matching my walking pace so he could keep up with me. I get spooked real quick. And as an 11 year old girl, what would you do? I quickened my pace and I stopped by another classmate's house. I didn't tell her everything. I just went on and asked about homework just so it wouldn't get suspicious on why I visited her without an early notice. I think I spent a few hours in her house. It was already a bit dark, and that time until her mother got home from work. I remember her asking me if that was my father outside. She said my father's probably waiting for me for hours in his black van. My whole body literally went cold when she said that. I never wanted to tell anyone, but the feeling of terror prompted me to break down. I told her the reason why I stopped by here, and that I was trying to go home earlier that day. She called the police right away, but the man nor the van were there any longer. I didn't have a phone at that time, that was seven years ago, and our financial status was declining so we had to prioritize food. And I didn't have my mother's phone number with me. My classmate's mother escorted me to our house, 
and she told my parents everything. I never went out of the house without a guardian again, and it really took a toll on me until now. What's bugging me is that I'm unsure if he was the only one in the car or not. Had I continued my walk to my house, I wouldn't have made it. This happened a couple of hours ago. I'm currently in bed trying to sleep off the bad feeling from this encounter. At around 11, I was watching TV and playing on my phone, just waiting to feel tired. My boyfriend was upstairs asleep in bed. The lights were all off on the house, just a lamp on in the living room with me. Then, someone flicked my letterbox that was on the front door. It was loud, so I assumed that my partner would have heard it and come to see. We live in a pretty unsafe area, or a poor city, in England. I've been followed, charged at by mental drug addicts, attempted mugging, catcalled, found a drunk man hiding in my back garden, found a man loitering in my front garden, etc. So, I was instantly frightened. I went to look at the front door... It has textured glass panels, so I was able to make out two silhouettes out by the door. I just stood and watched and saw that one of them was looking into our front room, trying to see what was inside. They must have been there 30 seconds, and then I flicked the hall light on, not wanting them to think the house was empty, and instantly they scampered from looking out my front door into the street. A few seconds later, they started knocking on my door. So, I ran upstairs and had to wake up my partner, because I did not want to open the door and was so scared that they might bash it in. I looked out the bedroom window, and there was a man on the street. He looked up at me and held eye contact without blinking or looking away even for a millisecond. He was speaking slowly. I mouthed what once or twice, hoping he would shout, but he didn't. Thinking back... I wonder if he was looking at me but talking to the other person that he had with him. I rushed downstairs to confront them. My partner came down and started to put on some clothes. By the time I had grabbed my keys and opened the door, they were gone. No sign of them at all on the road. Now, this isn't the first time someone has tried our letter flap at night. Last time, I answered with my partner and they had some BS reason which seemed made up on the spot. So, I'm now thinking that they're testing houses to see which ones are empty for robbing. But whatever the reason, the way the man looked at me was really creepy, and I really hope that he doesn't come back. This is a story that happened to me when I was 10 or 11 years old. I've lived in the countryside for 10 years. That is to say that all around my village are fields, forests, and dirt roads. That's the background. Now, let's get down to the story. It was a day that I went to my best friend's house to watch TV and play. We used to do this quite often because she lived only 50 meters from my house. Usually, my mother would ask me to come home at 6 p.m., but that day, 
I managed to stay out until 7 p.m. I was very happy. It was time to leave. I say goodbye to my best friend's family and go home with them. Indeed, we used to accompany each other. That evening, we're walking in the streets and we're in the dark. There's only one streetlight that still works. I remember we were laughing on the way because of my friend laughing about being all alone in the dark. I was laughing nervously. I was always uncomfortable in the dark. For a little explanation, my friend's street at one point splits onto my street at a right angle. So we come to that blind spot and we look up and there is a horror movie vision. We see in front of us, 30 meters away, a man with a bicycle. We couldn't see who this man was. We looked at each other with my friend, and we sprinted around. I turned around after a few seconds of sprinting, and, horrified, saw that the man started to walk down the street and was stopped looking in our direction. I told my friend, and she turned around, but when she did, there was nothing there. He had disappeared. After that... We agreed to take detours. As we walked, I regularly looked behind us to verify that the danger was gone. The detour was quite long. We passed by the fields, and this time it was pitch black. We finally arrived on my street, and there was no one there, luckily. I came home telling my friend to be careful when she gets home. As soon as I got home, I told my parents about it, but they didn't really pay much attention thinking that I was just making up a story. So now, I'm always uncomfortable when I come home at night, and I'm always personally on alert. So that, my friends, was a collection of terrifying encounters. Thank you to all of the Redditors who let me read these stories, I know that these are rough for people to get through, but I just want to say thank you, because if listening to these stories causes anyone to second-guess situations that they're in, or potentially get out of situations that they're in, or avoid situations that they're in, I feel like they've done a good thing. So, thank you again to the Redditors who let me read these stories, and thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard consider hitting that subscribe button, little bell icon next to it. You can also do things to support the Nevermore, such as following me on social media platforms, supporting the channel over Patreon, coffee, or memberships, or visiting my website. All of this is optional, and every single bit of it is appreciated. All that said, friends, I hope you have a beautiful day, and I hope that I will see you on the next video. But of course, and as always, until then... Sleep well.